0: Hi and thanks for joining us. This is Kindling Helpline and if you'd like to get in touch, we are live now on Facebook or you can call us on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. With us now is Mothercraft nurse, Chris Minogue. Hello, Chris. Hi. Chris has also been enjoying the summer weekend, I think. Um, yes. if, if it's your first time here on Kindling Helpline, Chris has over 30 years' experience as a mother craft nurse and author, so we have Chris with us every Monday to answer your parenting <laughs> questions, everything from toddler tantrums to um, how you might get through the first few months of bringing a baby home, which can be the most beautiful but also intense <laughs> time of your life. If you'd like to ask Chris a question, just pop your comment below if you're watching us on Facebook. If you're listening to us on radio, you can call us directly on one kids radio or you can send us a text so uh, the text number is 0437665200. First up though we have a question from Josie she's on the phone it is um, regarding daycare and some sleep changes. Hi Josie how are you? Hi there how are you? Good now tell us what's going on
1: So my I've got a 22 month old who started going to daycare just once a, once a week about three three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and she's just been quite kind of unsettled and clingy since yeah. then, um, and it seems to have disrupted her sleep a bit. So at the moment she's waking um, kind of between 5 and 5.30, whereas usually she should go to 6 or 6.30. Right. Um, but she's kind of, when I come in, she's telling me to, you know, sit down and she wants to cuddle on the chair, and yeah. then she'll keep snoozing till about 6 or 6.30, or probably more like 6.
2: As long as you hold um, her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so... And this
2: only started when she started yeah, daycare? Yeah. And has her sleep in the day changed?
1: No, it hasn't. So okay. she does one till three.
2: Oh, that might be. And what time do you put her down at night? Seven. Yeah. So that is where she may have changed coincidentally to daycare because she spends more time at home than she spends at daycare. So it's not yeah. at all about daycare. Okay. I think there's two things going on. I think there's a little bit of age-appropriate um, information that I think we can fix relatively quickly. And the other one is she only goes to daycare one day a week and sometimes that's really hard for them to adjust to, which mm. they, the daycare might have talked to you about yeah. Yeah. about not having consecutive days so that they can attach to a carer in the room. So you've got that little bit going on. And in time, she may adjust quite well to daycare on one day a week. But the other thing is that generally at her age... Um, from when she wakes up in the afternoon to when she goes down to sleep should be almost about five to five and a half hours so coincidentally to that what you might have found is just a shift in her sleeping pattern and she might be just sleeping a little bit too long into the evening into the afternoon to go down at seven o'clock so generally for her age I would probably have her up by two o'clock but you could put it okay. down at any point before that. So you could put it down at twelve thirty and let her sleep till two. And then put it down between seven and seven thirty, depending on how she's coping. And I have a feeling it'll fix your five o'clock window. Okay. So before it becomes a habit. So sure. ideally what you would wean her into is maybe going down at twelve thirty and sleeping till two and then going down at seven thirty. And then I think mm-hmm. that will help her get much closer to the six, six thirty stage or okay. age. And it might take her a few days to get there because she's sort of learned a little bit about if she wakes up, you come in and you you sit down. So the next part is once you've got your timing right is to try. So she's very um, communicative. She tells Hmm. you where she wants you to sit and what you need to do for her. So I think the next one is to try, if she was waking up, say, 5.30 for a few days, is to try and get her to put her head down in the cot, but you sit beside the cot so that you're not actually physically getting her out. Once you physically get her out, she might think that even though she's dozing, she thinks it's the start of the day and she's inadvertently getting really tired. So Hmm. I suspect the sleep in the day is allowing her to wake up earlier and therefore be alert enough for you to have to come and get her out of the cot and not go back to sleep. So have a think about that, but that's sort of how I would manage that type of problem that's occurring. Okay.
1: And she seems to, if she's kind of being really hysterical and... Yep, get her up and give her a cuddle. Is it better that I just get her up and start... The day rather than introducing this thing of yeah <coughs> that it's okay to sit on the chair and cuddle?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's going to turn itself around once you get that five, five okay. and a half hour window in. But yeah. yes, you are better off and then you can put her down early. So if you got her up yeah. at five, you could put her down at 12. She'd naturally wake around two and that would naturally lead her into that 7.30 window. But okay. if you want to go out, as a tip, you want to go out for dinner, put her down at 1 and get her up at 3 because she's not really ready for bed until about 8, 8.30. So it allows yeah. you some little wiggle time.
0: There's a silver lining. Yeah,
2: there's your silver <laughs> lining. It's not much when she wakes up at 5, but, you know, you've had a nice dinner. <laughs> Good
0: luck with that, Josie. Thanks and so much, Chris. feel free to call back, if um, see how you go this week, if you need to ask Chris more questions. Mm. She'll be back on Monday next week. Great. Thanks, Thanks Josie. Okay. You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mother Craft nurse, Chris Minogue. And our next question is coming from, basically it's from last week's Facebook Live. We should explain this, Chris. Um, you have previously given some advice here. It's a ah, follow-up. So just good, so everybody good. knows what the previous advice was, this was about a four-year-old who wouldn't stay in bed. So basically, Chris, you said try gate on the door yeah. before you go in, tell him to lie down, yeah, actually yeah. before you enter the room. And if you don't want to try the gate, put the pillow and blanket on the floor of your room. Yeah. So the um, they've tried this. Yep. So I've tried everything that you told me with my nearly four-year-old, but nothing helped. I even tried shutting the door at night. It didn't work. In capitals, yelling. <laughs> (laughs) Please help! My husband (laughs) and I are not getting getting any sleep. So uh, let me just specify, did the pillow and blanket on the floor, did the gate on the door, only sleeps for 15 minutes during the day. He's not back at preschool till next week and there are no other children in the house.
2: So he's having a small sleep in the day, do we gather?
0: Well, yeah.
2: I'd probably try and get him off his day sleep if possible. If it doesn't make him too overtired in the in the hold because his nights aren't he's obviously his nights aren't great at the moment so if none of the sort of basic approaches work you know the sort of classic how to get your child to stay in a bed I think the next thing is you might need to put yourself in his mindset and what's actually making him get up is it pure habit and we just have to shake our finger a little bit Or is it that there's something else going on for him? Does he need to be back at preschool and exhausted both mentally and physically before these techniques will work? The other one I would try if that hasn't worked is try and flip it on its head and actually give him what he wants but not in your bed. So when he wakes up in the middle of the night maybe walk him back to his bed, put him back in his bed, give him a kiss cuddle, tuck him in and then literally just sit on the floor and don't engage him and see if that might help the pattern of him at least understanding to be in his bed to settle. It's going to be a little bit time-consuming, and you might have to tag team, like who does up to midnight and who does from midnight till 6 o'clock. Try not to lay down on his floor because it's sort of giving him the same impression as if you, you may as well be in bed together because, you know... You may as well be comfortable if you're going to do that. So I would sit on the floor and then after a few days I'd go to about mid-room and then after a few days I'd just stand at the door and see if giving him more reassurance actually fixed this problem. And if at all possible, I wouldn't give him a
0: day's sleep. Just to help this along a little bit. Okay, so here's a little spanner in the works, although okay. it might help. He's back at preschool today. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure, Amanda, maybe you can um, put mm-hmm. in some more comments or more detail on this. But, Chris, in my experience, sometimes going back to preschool can actually be harder to get them to sleep because they're giving them a day sleep.
2: No, well, he's four. They shouldn't be giving a day sleep okay. as, as a four-year-old. Yeah, so, so Amanda, hopefully that's not happening. I, I would make it quite clear about not giving him a day sleep at daycare but he's a four-year-old so I, I'd be amazed if they were they usually do that two three-year-old room sort of merges between sleeps and no sleeps but he's a four-year-old so I'm assuming that he doesn't I'd ask him not to but you need to remember he's going to be a little bit fragile as well so he might need to actually go to bed earlier like at seven instead of seven thirty, and see if that works but I I personally would get rid of his day sleep
0: Okay, well Amanda, hopefully that helps. Please feel free to add a few comments there. We can always jump back to it in this half hour. Um, You are listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. Chris has over 30 years experience helping families with their children. Most of our issues, let's face it, revolve around sleep. Children don't like us to have a full night's sleep. So (laughs) Chris Chris can help you um, manage different things, like what Amanda was just talking about in terms of getting her son to stay in his bed, or it could be a younger child uh, or a baby even. So if you have a question, you can either pop your comment below this Facebook Live, or you can give us a call on one kids radio The text number, if you'd like to send a text, is 437 665 The next one we have is a question from Annie, which was a text. Yep. Uh, it says, I have a 13-month-old who up to a month ago was sleeping and napping quite well. Hmm. He would wake at 6.30am, go to bed at 730 and would have two naps in Midnight. between. Um, He would sleep through or wake once where I would resettle him with my hand on his arm. He would self-settle for naps and for bedtime I would usually sit with him quietly. Now, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have to settle him every sleep, stroking his arm, ear, face, leg. (laughs) Any body part. (laughs) Yes, and sit with him until he falls asleep. Only for him to wake up straight away an hour or two later. For naps, he will usually do the long sleep after I settle him to sleep. I'm also finding it difficult to fit in a second nap as his wake time is lengthening so that if he sleeps at 10 or 10.30, he he won't won't. be awake till eleven thirty, twelve. 12. The next nap would be at 3 and bedtime 8 or 9 o'clock. Is this the 12-month regression or the (laughs) 2-to-1 nap transition or another phase? Any suggestions for what to do would be greatly appreciated.
2: I think every time a child's unsettled, we call it a regression. (laughs)
0: True. <laughs> but weirdly, in our,
2: in our teaching, we never, we're never taught about regression. So I think we have to be careful there that we don't justify their behaviour by using this word to, to cover baby's behaviour. He just sounds like a child who needs to go onto one sleep. So he's showing all those classic signs. So it was doing really well, suddenly not doing as well, pushing one of the sleeps out longer. So it's reasonable that children will drop to one sleep around 14 months mark. So we're not sure where he's at with that 13 month old, but I'll explain how I do it. And that might reset him. So usually I shorten the morning sleep because it's easier for them to go a longer period in the morning than it is to go a longer period in the afternoon. So I might give him like a little 40 minute sleep in the car, in the pram, out doing something about three and a half hours after he got up, which sounds like where his first sleep lies. So then about three and a half hours later, I put him down for the second sleep. And I'm developing a pattern of an afternoon sleep, which he actually sleeps really well. He sleeps for was sleeping for three and a half hours. So when I'm ready to drop to one sleep, I just pick a day. <laughs> I don't put him in the car or the pram in the morning. And I put him down at about 11.30 and let him sleep up till two and put him to bed about 6.37. And I wonder whether this fixes a lot of those touching behaviours because he's not ready for the sleep because he's having generally too much sleep in the day and so he's wanting more from you and that inadvertently becomes a behaviour. Rightly or wrongly, what started as a gentle pad ends up to be a whole body cuddle for hours before we go to sleep. So the first thing I do is look at your timing, maybe adjust the timing to a short nap and a long sleep and with the view of moving those to one sleep, at around 14 months. And the second thing is I'd slow down the movement. So I can hold your hand if you lay down. If you lay down, I can put my hand on your hand. And I think that if you restrict how much touching that you have with him, it's going to help for him to get comfort from you, but not rely on it to get him to sleep and then back to sleep again. But lots of Um, clients of mine would have this same problem around this same age. And I actually think it's just that they don't need as much sleep as they're getting. So they're needing more to be able to go to sleep. And once you adjust the sleep, actually all the normal behaviors, you'll just go in, give him a pat, rub his back, whatever it might be, and he will accept that, allow you to leave, and then he'll go back to sleep again. So have a little think about it and plan it out, and then I think it will turn the behavior
0: around. All right, Annie, well, good luck with that. Um, We'll just pop our headphones on again because we have a phone call from Angie, and please tell me if I've pronounced that wrong. that's right. Angie, okay, so thank you for calling. Hello. Um, You have a three-year-old who has disrupted sleep. Can you tell us about it? Um, Yeah, so a few months ago, I moved my um, eight-month-old daughter into the
3: same bedroom as my three-year-old. Yeah. And um, about a month later, my three-year-old started complaining about monsters. And since then, it's just... um, progressed into any reason not to go to sleep so she needs her water she needs a blanket fixed she needs another song Um, but because of this you know whole parade at night she's now waking up um, our eight-month-old who then becomes overtired (laughs) and then the eight-month-old keeps the three-year-old awake
2: all right okay Um, so it's tip for Mm tap. okay so how much sleep does your three-year-old have in the day um, she has anywhere between one and a half and two hours. Okay. And what time frame does she take that? Um, she takes it at about one o'clock. To about 2:30.
3: 2.33?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then what time do you try and get her down in the evening? About 6.30. Yep. It's just too quick. Yeah. I think we okay. can fix this fairly easily for you. So as okay. a three-year-old, <laughs> it's a similar to the question we had before. I'd get her up by two o'clock in the afternoon regardless okay. of how much sleep she's had prior to that so okay. ideally it would be helpful if it was sort of twelve thirty to 2 because that still gives her a good amount of sleep um, yeah. and also she's having too much sleep if she's going for two hours and then I wouldn't put it down to seven thirty, and I think this is going to fix all the problems so you could put your little okay. seven or eight month old down at say 10 to 7 7 in that window whatever yeah. window that is then she's gonna have about half an hour of your time and attention from say that seven o'clock window to seven thirty. And we and girl little three year old girls are all about, you know, I'm gonna follow the rules, unless I'm gonna push them the other way, but I'm gonna follow the rules. (sighs) So we get our first little one down and then we've got this little half hour time to spend with your three year old and that's where you might take her into your room and sit on the bed and read some stories. Now Be careful what you're reading to her because it sounds like she's also having some nightmares in there about the monsters. Now, it may not be what you're reading to her. It might be what they're doing at daycare. You know, they might have read The Gruffalo's Child, perfectly Mm -hmm. innocent, but a bit dark and a bit, you know, scary. Okay. Um, So watch watch what you're reading to her. Read some soft and gentle um, sort of nighttime books for her. Then tell her, give her the kisses, the cuddles, the drink, the litany. You know the litany she has for you. She needs to go to the toilet. She needs a drink. She needs a hug. She needs yes. do all of that in the last five minutes. Then carry her into the room, give her a little last kiss and cuddle and put her into bed and see if it makes a difference. She needs about five to five and a half hours from when she woke up to when she needs to go to sleep. So I think okay. if you get your timing right, lots of these behaviours will settle. A few will stick around because she is a three-year-old. And hopefully that then encourages your eight-month-old to sleep better and therefore you don't get that knock-on effect.
3: Yeah, okay, sure. So just um, a bit longer between yeah. the day sleep and the night sleep.
2: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, okay. if, if, if I had a little three-year-old who was getting up at three o'clock in the afternoon, I wouldn't even think they would be tired before 7.30, if not 8.00. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and if sure. there's any, any consolation, Angie, that's what my son does anyway. He has a sleep. I mean, he's, he's older than three, but he will you stay up till we're partying. Yeah. Well, good luck, Angie. And I'm sorry, Thank I just you. have to mention I see here that you said that you've yelled and you felt angry at her. Please don't no. feel bad about that. Oh, no,
2: don't, don't <laughs> feel bad. My only one, one um, point on that is. You know, sometimes we're angry at them and we shout at them. As long as we go back and apologise, which is what we expect yeah. toddlers to do when they have a tantrum, I think she'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. And
0: okay, you'll, be get, you'll you. all be getting more sleep soon, so you yeah. won't be cranky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. All right. No worries. Good luck. Hi. We also have Harriet on the phone. She has a nine-month-old who isn't a great sleeper in the morning. Hi, hi Harriet. How are you?
3: I'm well, thanks.
0: So tell us what what does this mean? Not, doesn't sleep well in the morning.
3: Um. So I've weaned her now, but it was that she would only sleep if she were literally on my boob. Oh, so sort of using okay. my boob as, as a, dummy. a pillow and a dummy. Yeah, but we stopped doing that um, a few weeks ago. Okay, but uh, but she still will wake up, and um, it's what? just. Just so if she'll settle for like 10 minutes and then she'll wake up again and again. And it's just really hard to get her back to sleep when okay. she wakes up after 4.30.
2: Oh, in the early morning. Yeah, oh, no, that, okay. That's not good, no. <laughs> okay. So she sleeps quite well till 4.30 in the morning? Yeah. And then that starts at 4.30 in the morning?
3: Yes. And how do you yes. get her to
2: sleep in the day? She
3: falls asleep so well and easily because she's a thumbsucker. Ah. So I will put her in a cot and she Give literally her she grabs her bunny and she puts her thumb in her mouth and she goes out. But she's always been a catnapper. So she used to be oh. quite bad during the day. Yes, yeah, got a bit And better. she's still not amazing. So I usually get ni- uh, 40 minutes in the morning and then maybe an hour and a half in the afternoon. Not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Not, not too, too bad. bad.
2: Yeah, and then what time do you dinner. put her down in the, af- in the evening?
3: Uh, so we try to stretch her out till seven. <laughs> She's sort of. She's wants ready to go at 6:30. Yeah, 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 she six thirty.
2: Yeah, six... yeah. Put it down at sleep
3: happily at six thirty. Yeah,
2: put it down at six thirty because we have proven that if you put them down a little bit earlier than keep them up and they're overtired, they'll actually sleep better. So don't right. worry. Don't put it down. Hopefully not before six thirty because sometimes it's a bit of too early. But six thirty, yeah. if she did a good 11 and a half hours that'll bring it to six o'clock the next morning so yeah. then you got the four thirty period are you going in too fast and not giving her enough time to sort of find a bunny and find a thumb again do you do you leave her for a few minutes to try and yeah we get do. that going
3: yeah we do we do I I I feel that my partner won't leave her for long enough yeah <laughs> So there there is a a little bit of a divide there. Well, maybe you you two
2: can have an argument about it for five minutes and that gives her five
3: minutes to try and sort it out. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes she will go back, but often even after she's gone back, she wakes up She'll wake again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think all it is is she's probably been in the habit of having a feed there for a while and you've taken the feed away and she's got to get back in to be able to self-comfort herself um, by yeah. using and using her thumb and her bunny. And the other thing yeah. is in the day, she probably doesn't have to resettle. So she's maybe not sure how to do that.
3: No, she's never been because, good at resettling.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because never. she does 40 minutes in an hour and a half and you get her up. So she actually doesn't yeah. know how to resettle. So I think no. if you gave this a little bit of time and patience... and and little increments of trying to settle herself and then going in and maybe just patting her and then leaving her for a few minutes so she can get the idea that she can still use her thumb and her bunny to get herself back off to sleep again.
3: But not getting her
2: up, like just... Well, try not to get her up. Obviously, there comes a point in the crying period, there you go, well, I'm getting you up. But at her age, once you get her up, she thinks she's going out the door.
3: Yes, well, she's pretty much like that. As soon as she clocks it, yeah, yeah, that's right. As soon right. as she sees it, yeah, that's right. On her face, <laughs> she's like, and "Hello, I here I am." Her, yeah. yeah. If I try to turn her on her side and pat her bum, yeah. she would just. She won't like it. So
2: just give her a little bit of comfort, then walk out and let her try and find that thumb and and bunny. But you don't have to leave her for very long. I would say you know somewhere in the issue of three to five minutes, depending on her cry. So, but I think she just doesn't know how how to use it as resettling.
3: Right, okay. Yeah, she she uses it to settle herself initially, but she's not great at finding it again. No, that's right. Well, Harriet,
0: um, good luck with that. And please feel free to call us again. Thanks, Harriet. (laughs) See how it goes. Okay. All right, thanks so much. See you later, Harriet. Bye-bye. This is Kindling Helpline on Kindling Kids Radio with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. I'm the host, Siobhan Hunt, of Kindling Conversation. It's a daily show for parents and carers. Right now, we're answering as many of your questions as we can from newborns to toddlers and beyond. If you've got a, que- a question for Chris, the number now is 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. You can post your question here on the Facebook Live if that's where you're watching us. And if you'd like to text in, the number is 437 And we have time for a few more questions. We only really get fed minutes with Chris so you get on Facebook or the phone as quick as you can Um, this question comes from Karen hi Karen she says help how do you stop a 17 month old throwing things food all the time and toys how do you discipline a 17 month old he is throwing toys at my head and it's hurting which it would
2: hurt I think we need to to distinguish the difference between throwing that could be play and throwing that is a behavior And this is sort of where they are at at 17 months. They're trying to navigate the world and you're trying to show them sort of what is a social behaviour and what is not good behaviour. So the throwing food, I would look at timing. So are we feeding too often and too much? And therefore they get disinterested really quickly and they start throwing their food. So maybe look at that. A 17-month-old would have three meals breakfast lunch and dinner and possibly only one snack and if we're throwing a lot change the meals so you might give him a meal at 7 11 and four thirty, and stop the snacks and see if it stops the throwing of the food the other common reason for throwing food is that they've actually had enough so check quantity and size and then the behavior that I use around this is that if they've eaten a reasonable amount and they're throwing the food then I as soon as they throw the food I take them out of the high tier and I put them on the floor and I just say we don't throw our food and then I give him one more chance so then I might put him back in and try and engage him in food if he hasn't had enough to eat and if he throws it on the floor again I just take him out I put him on the floor and then I sort of end that meal they get fed enough they won't sort of starve missing half a half a meal And so that's one part of it. And the other thing is there might have been a lot of throwing games that were games, like rolling the ball, throwing the ball, or he's been really cute and he's thrown his bunny, you know, off the lounge and he just hasn't worked out, well, what is the social behaviour and what isn't? So say he throws something and it hurts you, I'd go up to him and say, we've hurt mummy, makes mummy sad, we don't throw our truck. And also to encourage the right type of throwing, I'd take him outside and play ball with him And explain to him that it's an outside activity. It's a really common behaviour here where they throw, hit and kick. And they're trying to navigate the world. So try and see where it's all coming from. And then I would just use a simple putting him down or going up and telling him we don't throw. um, And
0: giving him a minute out and then engage him in something else. And it should fix the problem. Good luck, Karen. We've got our last question now from Kylie on... Facebook, her comment is, hi Kylie. (laughs) We have a second baby due in June, congratulations, with our first being around two and a half years old, same as what I had my kids. She's still in a fully enclosed cot with multiple dummies and is still in nappies. What would be your process steps to remove these three items, dummies followed by bed change followed by toilet training or a different option, different
2: order? I definitely do that order the dummies because then they're in the security of their bed which they know so then they're also not running around the house trying to find their dummies and then change the bed and then do the toilet training the only thing I would say is that generally speaking what I advise mothers when they're you know trying to work out there's a second baby coming what do I need to change is that I don't change much in the two and a half year old's life six weeks before the baby comes and six weeks after the baby comes so if all that list you might choose to get rid of the dummies sort of around now. I'd put her into a bed. Is it a baby girl? Yeah. I'd put the, sec- the first child into a bed in about April because that gives good two months before the baby comes. Then I actually wouldn't toilet train her because that's such a big thing. Unless she really caught on and did it really quickly, I wouldn't toilet train her until maybe after the baby comes so at two and a half she certainly can be toilet trained she can go into a big girl's bed and she can get rid of her dummies but I think when you throw a baby in the mix you've got to take this a little bit slower and give them a little bit more time to adjust so the dummies I literally um, start collecting the dummies and start throwing the bulk of the dummies out don't buy any new dummies and get it down to one dummy and then once you've got it down to one dummy you then go okay on saturday you say okay on saturday there's no more dummies it's about 24 hours of a lot of whinging but then they usually get over the dummies really quickly the bed one once you've got your dummies under control for about a week or two or three um then i'd change her into a big girl bed i literally just put a big girl bed in there i take down the cot i put them in the bed and i don't change any other behaviour. So, if she's not coping with the dummies going, though, don't change to the bed too quick, otherwise you you'll be writing back to us. Um and then the last one would be the toilet training. Now, if she's got good language, you might be able to get it in, but I, personally myself with a baby in June and it's now february, i'd I'd almost wait and maybe put her on the toilet every night when she's having a bath, so she's getting aware of going to the toilet, but I maybe not push the toilet training unless she showed really, positive signs that she was ready for toilet training.
0: Well, good luck with that, Kylie. And that's it from us from Kindling Helpline today. If we didn't get to your question, don't forget to check out the Kindling Conversation podcast where all of the interviews we've done with Chris in the past will be there. And trust me, we all have very similar problems. So you <laughs> might just find your answer there. Um, if you want to reach out to us during the week, we can, Chris will be back next Monday and she can answer your questions then. So if you'd like to reach out during the week, you can text us on 0437 or email us at conversation at kindling.com.au thanks for joining us and Chris thanks for coming in well it's been a pleasure